Hey there, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. You're listening to the Two Paths Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Marcy, certified leadership trainer, coach, and speaker through the John Maxwell team. Hey, we've been starting on a series looking at the four cardinal virtues of philosophy. We've already gone over the first one, which was wisdom. And if you remember, we talked about the difference between wisdom and knowledge. Knowledge is the actual information um, and insights that we have. Wisdom is learning how to apply them. So on this episode today, we're going to look at the second virtue, which is justice. It's a pretty hot topic, especially in the U.S. today. So we've seen all kinds of instances going on throughout the country. People want justice. And to really understand justice, we need to to define it, be able to really recognize what is justice, what does it look like? Because one of the problems with justice is that everybody has their own idea of what justice is, especially depending on the situation. People also have their own idea of how justice should be served, how quickly or how slowly it should be served, if it's humane or inhumane, uh, fair, not fair, whatever's going on. And so justice is a really hard topic uh, in, in our society today for people to accept when we look at what justice really is. And so I just want to take some time to look at that today. And I would love your feedback. Shoot me an email at craigmarcy at gmail.com. You can reach me on Facebook or LinkedIn or even on Instagram. And tell me what you think about justice. We're going to look at some definitions of justice, and we're going to talk a little bit about it today to hopefully give us some insight into what it is, but also how do we apply it, not only to our lives, but to other people's lives. I think first and foremost, though, we need to recognize that before we can apply justice to other people's lives, we need to truly know what it means and somewhat look at ourselves first before we go judging other people. How many times have you heard that where we've all heard that phrase, um, you can't judge me, the Bible says don't judge, or maybe somebody said to you, who are you to judge me? And we know what's meant by all of those phrases. Some of it is because the person knows that they're in the wrong, or the person is too prideful to admit that they've done something wrong, or it hurts too much and they don't want to deal with that pain of being called out or being wrong on any circumstance. But justice out of all the virtues is pretty important. St. Thomas Aquinas said that justice concerns the will. It's deeper than what most of us consider. Justice concerns the will. It's the will of a person. It's the will of your core being of who you are to implement justice, to define justice, to live it out. And remember, too, that we call these the four cardinal virtues, but the term virtue itself, in a Greek context, the term was erite, which meant excellence. 
And so these four cardinal virtues really are four ways to live out an excellent life. And more than just ways to do it, they're part of a lifestyle. It's embracing these four cardinal virtues, these methods of excellence, to live out a virtuous or an excellent lifestyle. We talk about justice, and and justice needs to be blind, meaning that it's based solely on what is owed or deserved, and where emotions are removed. And that is really hard. For justice to be fair, emotions have to be removed so that bias can also be removed. Justice is supposed to lead to equality, meaning the same laws of man, the same laws of the universe, the same laws from God apply to everyone equally. And where I think we get frustrated, especially in the United States so many times, and there could be parts, uh, other parts around the world that see the same thing, is that it seems like the justice system isn't always just in that it's not applying the laws equally to everybody. Seems like there's always exceptions or there's loopholes. Or sometimes we say if you've got enough money, you can get an expensive attorney who will get you out of hot water and keep you out of jail, thus avoiding justice. But that's not equality, and that's not what is deserved. When we think about the laws of the universe, we realize that when it rains, it rains not only on the flowers and the plants and the crops, but it also rains onto the weeds. The laws of the universe apply equally to everything. Likewise, justice should apply equally to everyone. If justice is not applied identically across the board, then it it can't be justice. And that's why we hear the cries so many times in this country, justice has not been served. You see people on news or carrying signs saying justice for so-and-so, justice for this cause, justice for this person, justice for this situation. And we really have to distinguish in those situations, are we basing that on fact, or are we basing it on emotion, or are we basing it on bias? The fact that I brought up, it seems like a lot of times if you have enough money, you can get out of jail, is not a just statement. That's a biased statement. I've never been in a court situation, but what we've all seen on the news are high-profile actors or famous people who many times it seems like based on the evidence that we have, the person is pretty guilty, but there's enough money that this lawyer knows how to find loopholes or whatever to get that person off. And so we look at that and say, that's not just. But me being that way and even saying that means that I'm not just, I'm being biased. I'm stereotyping the court system, when we all know for certain there are extremely good judges and justices and magistrates, attorneys, lawyers, all of that, 
who are superb and extremely just and fair in what they do. So that leads me into the first point of what can be so difficult about justice. For justice to exist and be based solely on what is owed and deserved with emotions removed so all the bias and and, um, prejudice is removed means that we have to base our decision on all of the information that is available. Many times what happens is that we cry out for justice without knowing the entire situation. We see court cases where people are accused of a crime that we don't think they committed, or vice versa, they're, they're acquitted of a crime that we're quite certain they committed. Yet we did not sit in on the court case to hear all of the information provided to make the most accurate decision. And that's one thing that I've really learned about the ancient philosophers like Socrates and Plato and Aristotle and Stoicism as a whole is that every time they made a decision, it was based on the most amount of information available to them, plus using wisdom, meaning the knowledge that's been acquired, much of it through observation, trial and error, to apply to that situation the best of their knowledge. And anytime they had a debate or a discussion with another person who might bring something to light that they had not thought of before, they would say, based on that new information, I need to change my stand on this issue. And they did. Socrates did on some issues. He was so certain for so long that he was right on some of these issues, but then when he was challenged and and other people brought other evidences to him on these topics, he realized, now that I have all of that information, in addition to the information I already have, it makes sense for me to change my mind. And that's okay. It's a good thing. And so when it comes to justice, it's based on having all of the information available. Unfortunately, in today's world, we have social media, which jumps the gun on so many situations and exaggerates so many situations and deceives with um, headlines on all these articles, or we only get snippets of information, or we cut and paste quotes without the full context of what's going on, and we make those judgment decisions, and we don't have all of the information. That takes me down the road of of patience, which I'm not going to spend time on today, but something that I've been thinking about is just consider how much more uh, better off our world would be, and personally, if we were more patient. And consider the impact if we were more patient in applying justice. Instead of being so quick to make a decision on things, We slow down and gather the right information, then make that decision, especially when it comes to a person's livelihood. Plato believed that a person could be just when wisdom, courage, and moderation were attained, because then and only then could that person truly even understand what justice is. 
Plato was saying that you need to be a person with wisdom who's acquired knowledge, whether through academia or through just life in general, observation, learning how to apply that knowledge that we call wisdom, being courageous to take a stand, even if you're the only one to take a stand, to not follow the crowds, um, to understand what it means to live in moderation, not overdoing with things, but being content where you're at and applying things moderately when necessary. When you could do all of those things, he said it was possible to understand justice. He also went on to say that justice is possible when the human soul is in order. Let's just think about that for a minute. That's an interesting phrase, isn't it? When the human soul is in order. Boy, what does that look like? Could we even define that today? To have the human soul in order, to be grounded, to be rooted, to stand fast, to stand firm, to be gracious and loving and patient and joyful, to be moderate, to be considerate, to be just. How about that? All of those things, having the human soul in order. Said a little bit of corruption will make a person unbalanced and incapable of true justice. We all realize that when we look around at the world today, it's easy to see. Um, probably one of the easiest examples is if we look at people in powerful positions. Again, not everybody, because I don't want to stereotype. But if we look at politicians or we look at some business leaders, or if we even look at your local supervisor or manager where you work, it doesn't take much to corrupt a person. I like to believe that many of the politicians in the United States government initially started off with a very pure heart that they wanted to serve the country and they wanted to do what's best for their people. But I think it only takes a little bit of corruption to make a person unbalanced. Just a little bit makes a person see things a whole lot differently than before. But at the same time, I want you to think about this. Justice, we look at it as a negative thing many times, but it's not. And it can't be a negative because it is what holds together society and even our individual moral compass. Justice is a good thing. Justice is a good thing. It's not something to avoid. Justice is getting what is deserved or owned without emotion or bias or prejudice. Justice is a good thing. It exists... If we think about it, justice exists because mercy and love exist. And because of love, there is justice in this world. There has to be. And because of justice, there is love. They coexist. They're not exclusive from each other. They coexist. Just like if there is good in the world, that means there has to be bad. And if there is bad, it means there has to be good. If there is light, that means there has to be darkness. 
the two properties exist at the same time because of the other property. Listen to this saying, comes from the Bible in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy. It says, do not pervert justice or show partiality. Do not accept a bribe, for a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise and twists the words of the innocent. Did you catch that? It, it, in this verse, it even says, it takes a wise person to be just. A bribe will blind the eyes of the wise and twist the words of the innocent. Do not pervert justice. Don't define it the way you want it, the way that makes you feel good, the way that applies only to you. Again, it's not justice if it doesn't apply to everybody equally. So a wise person is able to administer justice because of the years of knowledge and experience that's been acquired. I personally believe that it goes even beyond that, that there's a higher power. There's a God that gives us discernment for what is just. At the end of this series of looking at these four virtues, I'm going to do a recap of what I've discovered and learned about ancient philosophers through this study. And one of those things that I'll highlight is the fact that they believed in a higher power. They believed there had to be a higher power. So many of us today are familiar with the Statue of Justice. It's the lady that is blindfolded, holding, uh, holding two scales, and she has a sword. And in that statue, we see that there's no bias. So the justice, in a sense, is blind, can't be bribed, can't be paid off, can't show prejudice. Those scales will equal out the way that it needs to go so that justice is served. And the sword, it seems like a scary symbol, but it is what institutes the justice, swift and painless. For one side, I guess and painful for the other side. I always like the mystery series from Agatha Christie when uh, her famous detective that she wrote so many stories about, his name was Hercule Perrault. He was the Belgium detective. If you're not familiar with him, he's the, the detective from Murder on the Orient or um, Murder on the Nile. And what I loved about his characters, he would say, there's right and there is wrong. And that's it. <laughs> Everything was black and white to him. He couldn't lie. That wasn't within his nature because everything was black and white. He would rather tell the truth, no matter how painful or hard it was for that person to hear or accept, than to lie. That wasn't within his nature. He had to find the truth on every situation. I always appreciate his character and think, what would the world be like if we, if more people were like that? In learning how to speak and treat people with respect and justice, but in a gracious and loving way, because they all exist together at the same time. 
So justice is a good thing. It can bring a lot of balance, not only to our society, but to us individually. Justice ensures the catering to everyone in the society, irrespective, regardless of any prejudice or considerations. The aim is to secure a fundamental moral law that applies to everybody. There's so much information. It'd be easy to look it up on the website, Google justice, Google the four virtues. I've been getting information from so many different websites and being able to dive in and just explore things that Socrates and Plato talked about. And then from there, as uh, Plato taught Aristotle. These are some good things. These virtues are good things. That's why they're called erite, meaning excellence. We're living in a time where we're all trying to figure out what is the meaning of my life? What's the purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? How can I better my life? This isn't where I expected to be. This isn't where I wanted to be. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm better than where I used to be. And we're always striving for more. But I think more than anything, in this time in our world, we're trying to find purpose and meaning. One way that we can do that is to live a just life. And before we judge other people, we apply true justice to them. Instead of quickly judging people by the color of their skin, their sexual orientation, their um, financial status, marital status, parental status. Instead of judging people on that, we look at the content of who they are. We look at their character. Are they wise? Are they just? Are they temperate? Are they courageous? Those are the things that define a virtuous person. And I think today our society has lost sight of that. And when you explore these Greek philosophers, you realize that they were all studying the same thing. There's nothing new under the sun. The same issues that plague us today are the issues that plagued back then. And they studied these issues because they wanted to live a virtuous life, not just talk about it, not just make it look good, not just have the appearance of having it all together, but to live it out in such a way that it impacted everybody around them in a positive way. There's so much we can learn from our past. We remember that our past doesn't define who we are, but it's helped mold us and create us into who we are today, which is going to drive where we go tomorrow. And that's okay. So before you judge somebody today, or even a situation, I want you to take a breath and ask yourself, do I have all the facts to this situation? Do I have all the facts about this person? I'll give you one quick example. Sometimes I get frustrated when people drive like maniacs on the road. And they're, they're 
just flying past you, cutting in and out of traffic, weaving like crazy. It frustrates me. One, because it's dangerous. Two, because I think, well, that's not fair. How are they able to do that? There's no cops around. If I did that, there'd be a cop down the street. But here's what I've had to do. And I'm still not perfect at it, but I strive to be excellent at it. Is that before I get upset, I consider the fact that maybe there's a life and death situation for that person right now. Maybe somebody was in an accident or is having a medical condition and they're trying to get to that person. When I consider that, then I think, well, geez, if I was in that situation, I would be flying too and cutting through traffic to get to my loved one if that was the situation. But do you understand what I'm saying? A simple example of how quick I am to judge somebody driving quick and recklessly through traffic, but I don't know their situation. There could be something serious going on that they're trying to get to. And so I think sometimes it might be okay to still be frustrated because it was dangerous, but at the same time to understand, okay, there's something going on. You're trying to get somewhere quickly because there's an emergency. Okay. So today, before you judge a person or a situation, I want you to ask yourself, do I know all the facts to this? And if I have all the facts, am I being unbiased, removing all emotion to make a proper assessment or judgment of this situation? Here's the cool thing. We can't control everybody else, but we can control us. We get to control in our minds how we'll react to those around us. You have the opportunity to be excellent in your justice today. And so I want you to consider that as you go through your day. And as you do, I want to challenge you to choose the path that will make all the difference.